Welcome back to Have a Wine with Maze and Simi. This week, we're going to follow up on something that we brought up last week, which was... Nice guys. Finish last. Or do they? Do they? That's the question that we would like to discuss today. Yeah, because, you know, in every movie or, you know, pop culture reference, it's always about nice guys. They finish last, don't they? Every girl wants a bad boy, you know? But I think the thing is the sympathy falls on the nice guys. I think that's what we want to talk about today. Like we feel bad because the nice guys finished last, but maybe there's a reason that the nice guys finished last, which stemmed from an article that I read the other day about this thing, which kind of got this whole thought process going. But, yeah, we're just going to sort of dissect whether there is a reason that you know, these nice guys supposedly always finish last, can't get a girl, even though they might be, you know, the perfect guy on the surface. And we're not talking about, like, nice guys who are just geeky and too nice and are stand back as the best friend of, like, the main character. I think the biggest differentiation is we're not talking about respectful guys or guys that respect boundaries, but we're talking about the guys that are the typical, like, nice guys. You know, they'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll take you on overly romantic dates and they'll just be the sort of too good to be true kind of guy but just to clarify that is different from I guess the respectful guy that will listen to you and appreciate what you actually want Mm. and so I guess we've covered off the first point that I kind of wanted to go into which is what is that nice guy Mm. and it's very much not the guy who is you know just geeky and all that he's Overly romantic, over-promises, and maybe under-delivers? Yeah, or not even necessarily under-delivers, but I think it's sort of that beginning honeymoon phase where, you know, they are everything that you want. They're like, you sort of get, like, you start thinking, oh, why haven't I had this before? Why is this guy everything that's ticking my boxes? But, you know, they're taking you on super romantic dates. They're telling you how beautiful you are and how great you are as a person and, You know, you're just sort of thinking, wow, why haven't I experienced this before? Like, where did this unicorn sort of come from? And maybe they question, you know, make you question yourself. Why did I let myself get treated so terribly by other guys? And maybe this this guy's the exception. Mm. But I I think there's a big difference about who a guy is in the first few weeks, sometimes longer of when you're dating them to who they are actually going to be throughout maybe a relationship if that's what comes out of it or not Mm. but I think that's a big thing you know people show you a front when they're first dating you and I guess that's sort of the the deciding factor of whether you want to continue with that or not so I guess this chat's just about are nice guys better are f boys better I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast maze (laughs) are we I'm not sure but (laughs) I mean I thought that it was gonna happen anyway but look I think the biggest question is what do people prefer? Do they prefer the guy that's upfront about the fact that they just want one thing and one thing only or the guy that disguises it with romantic gestures but still just wants the one thing and one thing only? I mean, I for one think it's much better to be like, okay, this is what I want. If, for example, you were someone that wanted to just have a no strings attached, just just like – situationship if you you want to call it. But see, that's the thing. Our society places so much – I guess not hatred, but just disdain for, like, the fuck, the F-boys. I don't know what I'm allowed to say here, but 
you know, there's so much bad, like there's a bad connotation with those guys because they only want one thing and I guess it makes them come off as somewhat shallow and, you know, especially when someone is looking for a relationship. But are they really wrong in saying this is what I want and this is what I want only? No, and I don't think so. I think if a girl is also wanting the exact same thing, what's the issue? The complication is when a girl is like, okay, that's exactly what I want. I just only want just sex. But then later on starts to get feelings and that's when it gets complicated. Yeah, look, I think there's always a risk of catching feelings, but I think that the risk is so much higher when this guy is giving you dates and pretending to be this nice guy that you could imagine, you know, introducing your parents to at the end of the day. Mm. So at least with, like, a fuckboy, you sort of know this is all you're going to get and whether you catch feelings or not, that's sort of up to you to figure out what you do with those feelings. But with a nice guy, you let yourself catch feelings for this guy. Because they break down the barriers that maybe you have up. Yeah, like Maze and I both know what obviously what I'm going to say next. But, you know, I was seeing this guy and, yeah, like I don't put my walls down very easily. I don't really let people in. But the nice guys, they crawl in, like, you know, they'll scale the walls, they'll jump over it, they'll tell you everything you want to hear and claw their way into your life only to, you know, sort of get what they want and be like, sayonara, see you later. Like, this is not what I actually signed up for. So I guess it's well, I guess the question is, is it worse to waste, you know, five months of your life, three months of your life, whatever it might be, dating the nice guy who at the end of the day does not want a relationship but has acted like he has this whole time? Or is it better to know from the get-go he only wants sex and just stick with that? At least you know where you stand. But I'm a hopeless romantic and I remember in the beginning I was hopeful that it would eventually turn into a proper long-term relationship. But I think... A lot of us are, though. That's the problem, you know? Like, when you see... A guy that's so promising. Like, when a guy takes you on a car mm. picnic, for example, you're sort of thinking, oh, he's not just in it for, you know, sex. Like, he actually wants to spend time with me. That's not the case. Like, I think they're just... And how are you supposed you to up. know? How I... are you supposed to know that that isn't who he is? Like, he's not just... Like, he wants a relationship. Because that, that, to me indicates that guy is like not not just an f boy like he wants to have something more than that yeah like my how are you supposed to know i think the thing is you can't like my biggest thing dating is you know if a guy asks you for a quick drink at a pub or a bar doesn't really plan it that's sort of how you know you know he's not really interested in anything too serious but you know if they take you out for dinner and then drinks and they plan the whole night that sort of tells you that they might be looking for something more that's how always how I've sort of seen it until I guess the last few months where I've just sort of been like maybe it's not just that clear cut like it's not just you know like they'll put in effort but maybe that's what they want they want a temporary girlfriend and once they sort of get what they want they're like see ya like you know actually I don't want something too serious and actually some of my other relationships started from just a drink at a pub or a bar, mm. you know, like they surprise you eventually. Like maybe yeah. in the beginning they're super shy, and also they're not that kind of guy who would plan. No, especially a super elaborate date. Yeah, especially because they don't know what you're interested in or if that's mm. what you even want. Like and they're scared I, of messing it up. Yeah, like I know, like probably the longest, not relationship, but whatever it was, I sort of had with anybody started off with a drink at a pub. So, you know, like. I don't know, I think maybe we put too much emphasis on people planning a dinner and a date or an activity, but 
I don't know, sometimes it might be a red flag. Like I think, like for example, bringing it back to the same guy that I was talking about before, you know, on our third date, it was like a road trip somebody, like a day trip, which my gut was telling me it was obviously not a good idea. Like that's just a moving a little bit too fast for my liking. Mm. But I was like, no, he's a nice guy. Like, why not? Why not jump in head first? But I think. Thinking the, back now. Yeah. Like in retrospect, hindsight, what's that saying? Hindsight is 2020. Yeah. Hindsight <laughs> is 2020. Like, you know, now I'd be like, no, I should have just trusted my gut and been like, this isn't, this isn't Because I mean, right. it was the third time that you met him. Yeah. Like, you know, I barely. That's the third time you've barely known someone. Yeah. Like, like you I don't know proper details like about for all I know he could have kidnapped me and left me somewhere yeah. and I would have you know I mean Sim let me know where she's going <laughs> just in case I shared my location guys it's fine I'm still here <laughs> but yeah like you don't know somebody that well to like go you know that far away from I guess like what's it called common territory or whatever mm. home home ground but it's really funny though because um Simi has this extreme nice guy I don't know that I've ever really dated a nice guy in that extent I mean I once I don't once dated a nice guy who genuinely was so lovely but and this is bad on me I knew from fairly early on that I didn't actually really like him that much but because he was so nice and he treated me so well I continued to go out with him and that might make me a bad person and you know making a bad person in this situation but I think we all have well that and... hope that it'll it'll grow on you like yeah I it hope sounds that bad even but... though I didn't really like see anything longer term with him I thought it might grow into something yeah like we all have that hope that we like we want to fall for the nice guy you know we want to fall for the guy that's gonna treat us well and you know not screw us over but it's not always the case necessarily <laughs> unfortunately like, I especially have always gone for the not nice guy in the past. I think, yeah, pretty much my whole entire, like, adult life, I don't think I've gone for the nice guy until recently, which also he ended up screwing me over. So it's sort of like, do I, which one do I prefer? And what do you prefer now, like, at this point in time? I think Where I, are you at? I think I almost just prefer, like, I prefer honesty at the end of the day, like, Obviously, that's easier said than done, but, you know, at least the fuckboys, they are clear with what they want from you. you. You know, you're not expecting anything different to what they want to offer you. Whereas the nice guy, you see something different and you're like, oh, like maybe this is, you know, what you were actually looking for this whole time. So I think I prefer the fuckboys because I know what to expect from them. Not to say that's what I want for my entire life, but it's just easier to interpret. Like, you're not guessing. You're not wondering where you stand with anybody. Like, Just to challenge that, what if the nice guy didn't know that that was what he was doing and that he didn't know what he wanted? What if he just kept going on as he was because that's his personality? But I think that's worse. Like, if you don't know what you want, I don't think you should string somebody along for the ride. Like, you know, if you're on a dating app, that's fine. Like, obviously, we all go on dating apps, you know, when we're feeling shit or we just want a self-esteem boost or whatever. But if you are seeing somebody for, I would say, more than three dates, I think you owe it to them and yourself to know what you're looking for out of it. Whether you communicate that or not, I think it you should know for yourself what you're looking for out of that. 
And mm. I think if you don't know or if you're even the tiniest bit uncertain, you should take a step back from it and you shouldn't string somebody along. Yeah, because at the end of the day, stringing someone along is, like, really, really horrible. It's a hundred times worse than just being like, oh, I just want sex from you. Like, you so know. You, yeah, you'd rather have that. Yeah, boy, right? like if if a nice guy had just been upfront, like, hey, I'm just looking for something casual. I would I would have like avoided a lot of, you know, a lot of pain. And not not pain, pain, but just like, I don't know, like avoidance of dating. I suppose. Like now, I'm just over the whole dating thing after a while because, you know, this guy was sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back. And I remember. You know, you just decided, like, like from the previous episode, that you were ready to start dating. You were ready to start putting yourself out there properly because of the lockdown. Yeah, but now year. it's lockdown, and I'm in the same place that I was last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> full circle. The universe is a funny way of doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, it's it's just so difficult because you what you need to keep putting yourself out there, but. There's that fatigue, right? Oh, 100%. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one that experiences this, but I'll go, even if I don't date anybody, I'll just go on to chat to somebody and within a week I'll just be tired. You know, I just, I'll need a break from the small talk of what do you do? Where are you from? Like, you know, all those like questions that you've probably answered a million times before. Yeah. How many guys do you think you talk to um, at the same time on the dating app? I'm not very good at talking to multiple guys at the same time because I don't really remember what they say exactly. I like I can't I can't do the juggling thing. I could probably juggle like two or three tops, but after that it starts blurring together for me. So I generally like to stick to one to two at a time if I'm on a dating app to sort of get to know them properly because I feel like if I do anything more than that, I'm not getting to know somebody properly yeah. because I don't remember what they've said to me. Oh, you, so, or you could mix things up. Yeah, like the worst thing would be like, oh, but you've done that before. Like, no, sorry, I've never gone skydiving before. That must be somebody <laughs> else you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I personally can't do more than like two at a time. I don't yeah. know if that's the same for everybody else though. But see, this is what I've said to you many times when you were dating that nice guy, that a method to protect yourself would have been to have dated someone, like dated someone else or dated multiple people at the same time. But see, I can't do that because, you know, the first few weeks when I first started dating this nice guy that we are referring to, nice in quotation masks, he was not a nice guy, he was kind of a fuckwit. Anyways, <laughs> but I was, I started dating him and another guy at the same time. One of them obviously from the get-go I was not feeling so I ended that but I think after I reached like three dates with a guy if I feel like there's potential I can't date somebody else mm-hmm. like I just can't mentally do that and what could we have done in that situation going back is there anything else that you could have done to prevent yourself from getting hurt from this quotation marks Nice guy. Well, see, I think that's the tricky thing. Like, I could have asked him from the get-go, hey, what are you looking for? Like, what are you after? I think I did ask you. But at the same time, that's not who I am because I – like, I think the thing with that is you can ask them what you're – what they're after. But if you don't know what you're after from them, what is the point of having that conversation? Mm. Because three weeks in, I was not sure what I wanted from this kid either. Like, 
like, I didn't know if I wanted to pursue it, if we were just hanging out, like, if I wanted to see other people. I had no clue. And I think by the time I was ready to find out what this was and what I knew what I wanted, I'd sort of figured out that he was not ready for the same thing. But you sort of didn't know because I remember around that time it was just so uncertain. Well, the thing is I'd actually spoken to a few of my friends. I actually looked through my phone and I had screenshots of me messaging my friends being like, I don't think this guy is ready for this. And I didn't trust my gut, which I think brings us to the next point is always trust your gut. Like, you know, if your gut is telling you that something's not right or if a guy – I don't know, if something's giving you the ick or you're just feeling a bit uncertain about something, I think always trust your gut. Yeah. Like – Because I think the problem is a lot of the time we second-guess ourselves. Yeah, and I think we're like – you know, I think when you trust your gut, you're sort of saying, oh, no, I'm just putting up walls. Like, I, you know, I'm trying to protect myself. But I think – I think we just always need to listen to ourselves. Like, at the end of the day, we're the only ones that know what's best for ourselves more than anybody else. I think the issue may come when you think you're just overthinking. Yeah. You talk yourself yeah. into thinking, oh, no, nah, like, I'm probably just being crazy and I'm just overthinking it. He's mm. probably fine. And I, I think it's kind of sad that that's what society's conditioned a lot of us to think, that we're just overthinking our gut instincts. Mm. But at the end of the day, like, we are, like, we have intuition. Like, we we can tell what people want and what, you know, the way they communicate. Like, we can read the body language. We can see what they want. But I think, I don't know, it's like a weird mix of being hopeful, reading your, like, just trusting your gut and then expecting the worst. Like, I don't know, it's a weird mix of all of those things. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. Those nice guys. <laughs> I don't know what else I would have taken from it because I think I've dated way too many, like, boys. I think we all have. I think they are the prominent, prominent type in society at the moment. There are more fuckboys than there are nice guys, that's for sure. But even then, now the nice guys are disguised as fuckboys because of the yeah well the funny thing is like so that article that i've read which i found really interesting was that nice guys finish last because they so they so they tell you everything you want to hear right Mm -hmm. but i think what the article was sort of going towards was the fact that they don't necessarily respect your boundaries so they'll tell you you're beautiful like you know you have the personality that i'm looking for like i want to settle down blah 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 but if you say oh i'm gonna go have a drink with one of my colleagues who's a male they'll be like what do you mean like can I come along like so I I mean that's just an example but I think the whole moral of that story is that they don't necessarily don't necessarily respect the boundaries because Mm -hmm. they think they're telling you everything you want to hear so why would you want anything more than what they're telling you and it's manipulative it's not what a real relationship is like yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like, you know, if you are upset about something they might did, they'll be like, but I did it because I care about you or whatever. And it's sort of like it can lead to gaslighting. I'm not saying all nice guys obviously mm-hmm. gaslight you, but it leads to like a slippery slope of you always being, I guess, are you always questioning like your overthinking or your gut instinct because they're a nice guy. Like I know I did that for this guy a lot where I was – overthinking things but then I was like no he's a nice guy like stop ruining it for yourself 
which he kind of fed into, I think. Yeah, and because you hadn't met or dated anyone like him yeah. before, so you kind of didn't want to ruin what you already had. Yeah, and, and I, I think... Guess, yeah, with night, with a yeah. proper relationship, you ne- you're never second-guessing. Mm. You know where you stand with that person, and it's okay to be weird, it's okay to be happy, it's okay to be angry together. Yeah, I think the biggest... Like, the two biggest morals of the story, I think is you obviously need to find somebody that you can be yourself with because with this nice guy, like, he was nice, but I felt like I was being too nice. And let's be real, I'm not a very nice person. Like, I I like banter. I like to be a bit of a dick sometimes. Like, that's just my personality. I don't mean it from a malicious place. As Maze knows, mm. I make fun of her a lot too. So <laughs> it comes from a place of love. But I think if you can't be yourself around someone and you're tiptoeing and being this perfect version of yourself – that's a red flag. The second thing is, I think if they don't respect your boundaries, like, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, if you're not comfortable with something and they're sort of pushing like, no, it'll be fine. Like, let's go on this date. It'll be a good experience. Or let me cook you dinner. Like, I don't know, like, it's sort of hard to explain. But I think if they're pushing your boundaries, even in the most subtle of ways, that's kind of like raising a flag in you, like, you should trust your gut. I think they should... Like, a guy or girl, whoever's referring to, they should always want to make you feel comfortable and should never push you outside of that zone. You You know know what's funny, though? I think it's, like, a weird thing because – so this nice guy, he would always say – he would suggest something. He's like, let's go on a day trip to blah, blah, blah and do this and this and this unless you're not comfortable with doing it. And I feel like that's a weird backwards way of saying – let's do this and it'd be weird if you're not comfortable like I might be overthinking this Mm. whole thing but it's sort of like you never told me that actually yeah like it's like he was sort of suggesting things you know had this whole plan ready to go and then he'd be like but if you want to do something else that's fine or if you're not comfortable like we can do that another time or something like that it's like he was insecure himself yeah like he sort of would accept it yeah like he would suggest it he'd like planned out the whole thing like it wasn't just like a let's go here for a day. It was like, let's go here and go to this place to get this and do this and this. And like, at this time we can go do this. Like it was a very like set out like plan. Mm. And then obviously like if I felt like he'd gone through all this effort to make this plan and then just been like, but if you're not comfortable with it, that's fine. I sort of felt inclined to be like, no, no, that's fine. Like, let's go do that. Even if at any point of that, you did feel a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, you remember when I came up to you and I was like, do I go on a day trip with a guy that I've met, like, twice before? Like, is this too much? (laughs) Back then, I was, like, all about optimism. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, but, you know, my gut that day was telling me that it was a bit too much. But you know what? I went against my gut and that was my first mistake. But, I mean, it's not to say that for future guys, future dates that you, you know, always have to have your guard up and you can't no. let in. It's just more thinking, is that right? And listening to what your inner self saying. Right? Yeah, like I think if it's the right, like this sounds super cheesy, but if it's the right guy, you don't question it. Mm. But I think that if there is a part of you that's sort of like, I don't know how I feel about this, but maybe I should because I should just give them a chance. Like, think about it. Like, you know, just step back and think about it. But if you're just like, no, you know what? We got along like a house on fire. This is going to be good. Then go for it. Like, mm. trust your gut. You know, your gut knows what's good for you and what's not. Like, obviously, always tell someone where you're going if you're going into like a dangerous situation or not. maybe just to go into a dangerous situation. <laughs> but like, you know, be careful. But I think just 
trust you got. Yeah. And we always liked, like, this is separate from that, I just think that, like, we always like to think that nice guys, you know, they're overlooked, that actually we should be, you know, going for them instead of, you know, the cool guy or whatever. But equally, we should be watching out for them because they don't always have your best interests at heart. They always generally, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have our own best best interests at heart. Like, best interests at heart. Is that the wine talking? Probably a little <laughs> bit. I'm a little bit tired as well. But I think at the end of the day, like, we all have our own best interests mm. at heart. And I think it takes time for you to develop a relationship with someone to have their interests at heart. Like, for example, Maze, like, you and your partner, obviously, like, when you first met him, you probably weren't thinking about what was best for him. You were thinking about what was best for you. But now at this point in time, obviously, you're thinking about what's best for both of you. Like, you're not just thinking about yourself mm-hmm. because you've developed a relationship with him. I mean, he called me just ten half an hour ago or whatever to call me about vaccine. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, <laughs> I think, like, you can't – you never have someone else's interest at heart when you first met them. Like, mm-hmm. it takes time to develop that care and that, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, just that relationship. And I feel like it, and it took a long time to because we wanted it to be taken at its pace. We didn't mm. want to force anything. Yeah, you can't force feeling like care for somebody. I just think that, you know, like when you date somebody, they might be the nice guy. They might act like they're looking out for you and only you, you know, they open doors for you, they pull out your chair or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, it's all self-serving until they develop a relationship with you mm. and get to know you on a better level. And I guess I would say that with my partner, he was always straight up, you know. I never felt like he was overly nice because he was trying to, like, be that nice guy, in quotation marks. He was just himself and he was reliable and he was consistent and we had fun as ourselves together. And your gut never told you otherwise. Yeah. We just kept going out until eventually we thought, yeah. Yeah, like, you didn't put pressure on it. You weren't being overly romantic. Like... It was just normal and how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, I never felt like we were, like, a romantic couple in the movies. And actually, I preferred it that way because I actually have dated guys who treated me like, you know, the main character in a romantic comedy. And it was nice and it was fun in the time that that I had it, but they were never long-lasting. No, I think, I think movies have this way of making us expect things that aren't necessarily something that's going to work in the long term. Yeah. But I think in the long term you want stability and consistency. Like, that's, like, you, you want know. someone that you can come home to and like if, yeah. cry, you can yell at, you can be happy <laughs> Like, anything. if you, yeah, like, if you've had a shit day, you wouldn't be able to talk to them, not just be like, buy me flowers like I want you to listen to me like complain about whatever might be happening in my life at that point you want their whole attention yeah like you don't want a romantic gesture when you're feeling like shit you just want someone that to be there and like give you a glass of wine and maybe give you a hug and listen to you speak like yeah you don't want someone who is only about the big gestures no. that is just you know one minute he's like buying you big bouquets of flowers, big boxes of chocolate, but then the next one is yelling at you and throwing shit at the wall. Like, yeah. you don't want that. Or, like, when you need them the most, they're nowhere to be found, but they'll give you a flower when, like, they'll give you flowers when the time is good sort of thing. Yeah, no. I, I actually, like, I love flowers. I often would probably prefer buying flowers for myself or my friends. Um, 
I think that they're a nice gesture, but at the end of the day, with my partner, I don't really care if he buys me flowers or not. I just want him to be there. I feel like movies and TV shows have just given us this unrealistic expectation Mm. of, like, relationships and what is expected in them. Like, I don't know. I've, I've never been one for big gestures. Like, I just prefer, like, simple sort of things but which was so interesting because when you were dating that nice guy he was all about the big gestures and it was just so interesting to watch you in that sort of environment I I think I don't know if you noticed but I was like sort of I didn't know what to do with myself in those Mm. in like like it was nice like don't get me wrong but I was just sort of taken aback by the whole thing like what do you do with you know like we had a car picnic and he fucking brought out like everything like he bought food like he bought a mattress he brought like a fucking lantern like everything you could possibly think of for a like cheese knives as well yeah like everything you could possibly think of which i was like oh that's kind of nice but i'm also sort of thinking like that's a lot like that's just yeah like i don't know like i think that's just sort of being over prepared for a situation almost it's like he took all the tips from the movies and thought, okay, this is what I need to do to impress a girl and yeah. this is what dating should be like. Especially, and I think at that point, because that was like a few weeks, maybe two months into like this whole thing that was going on. And I think at that point, like you should sort of understand what the other person needs. And Maze obviously knows, most people that know me, I'm not very high maintenance. Like I would be happy with like a towel on the grass. Not even, I wouldn't even need a towel. Like I could just go sit on the grass. Like we could have a four bottle, four dollar bottle of wine, and I'd be pretty happy with that. I don't need the mattress and the lantern and the cheese knives and all that sort of shit. Like I mean, ninety cents packet of crackers and a four dollar bottle of wine. I'm happy. Like yeah. But I think at the like at two weeks you should at two months you should know that. Yeah. But he was still bringing but he didn't. out. And this is the key thing. The nice guy, no matter how nice he is, is not the right guy for you if at the end of the day he doesn't know you. No, because that's the thing. He was never paying attention to me. He was paying attention to what he thinks a relationship should be. Exactly. But I think that, yeah, I think the important thing is if you're a few weeks into dating somebody and they don't know what you need, like, Mm. that's a big red flag there. Yeah, I think so. And I guess... That's what the nice guy is, though. Yeah. yeah. So do nice guys finish last? I don't, I think there might be a reason for those specific nice guys that finish last. Not to say all of them do, but... At the end of the day, we're suspicious. And I don't it's know. not nice that we are, but... Moral of the story, trust your gut. Be sceptical unless you have a reason not to be. And, yeah, trust your gut. <laughs> Just trust your gut, basically. Moral of the story. All right, that's it for now, guys. Thank you. See ya.